we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for May 17th, 2021. And got a ton to cover today. I'm just going to get us started right away here and try to get through as much of this as I can. I don't think I'll be able to cover everything today, but I'm going to do my best to try to get through. Just so many important things um, regarding devices of Satan, regarding potentially being destroyed for lack of knowledge. And um, so we'll get to those soon. I'm going to go ahead and open this up in the prayer to neutralize occult rituals. And so I'll go ahead and do that now. Beloved Holy Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, you are the sacrifice, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. Seated at the right hand of the Father, we honor your sacrifice on the cross, your resurrection and transfiguration volunteered for our salvation. We worship you, exalt you, and magnify your name above every other name. You are sovereign and supreme over all. You are alone are worthy. We pledge our faith and love to serve you alone forever. We claim your word in James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We come in the authority given to us by Jesus Christ. We cover ourselves with the blood of the Lamb. <clears throat> we place a hedge of warring angels with flaming swords of fire around us and our families continually. We put on the whole armor of God. We lift our shields of faith to interlock, standing shoulder to shoulder, a solid wall that cannot be breached or penetrated. We, we resist and renounce Satan, the god of this earth. We rise to war in the spirit against witchcraft, occult maneuvers, and devices sent against your will and the body of Christ. We ask for you to dispatch legions of your warring angels in full battle array, fiery swords drawn to enforce our petitions and intercessory prayers. Rout your enemies on all fronts, O Lord. Turn their hatred, anger, accusations, conflict, arrogance, and wicked schemes upon themselves so that they become caught in their own snares and fall into the pits that they have intended for others. We nullify, dismantle, cancel, and oppose every satanic operation, scheme, maneuver, and strategy. Cause the secret plans and agenda and the motivation of the enemy to be revealed for everyone to see. We decree and declare that what these people meant for evil, you will turn it around and use it for your good. We close every portal that has been opened. We break every curse, hex, vex, spell, charms, enchantment, decree spoken or unspoken against the body of Christ and your intercessors by every witch, warlock, satanist, sorcerer, voodoo priest, shaman, brujo, bruja, soothsayer, medium, coven, and every minion of the devil working iniquity. And we send it back on their own head sevenfold that they may repent and turn from their evil ways. Lord Jesus, reveal your love to them. Show them the truth about who they're serving and their eternal destination if they continue in their present path. Open their minds, eyes, and ears to receive supernatural insight and knowledge to understanding the truth of the gospel. Bring them to salvation. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to uh, do a Bible study here. Um, and I, it's entitled False Prophets Denounced. It's primarily the, the um, framework of it is Jeremiah... 23 verses 9 through 36 we're not going to cover every single verse in that but there's also a lot of other verses that relate to this now i kind of did a teaching on this recently but this is more expanded and i was reading this the other day actually in the bible and, and i saw this and i'm like man i have to so really felt led to cover this again because this is a much more expanded view on false prophets on what to expect in the end times that we're increasingly moving into and jesus christ said regarding the end times and i mean i'm talking about you know essentially the tribulation period right prior to the tribulation period in matthew 24 which that whole chapter 
is in regard to that. Jesus said, if there, then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, meaning, and it says capital C, meaning, oh, here, Jesus Christ has come back. He's here in the flesh. Now, there's a lot of men uh, in today's day and age that have their own cults that claim to be like, you know, I don't know, reincarnations or Jesus Christ in human form or whatever. Um, that's already kind of going on. And there's a lot of people that have, that have done that. They're all charlatans. They're all devils from the pits of hell. I mean, what kind of arrogance could you, I mean, demon possession where you're going to go around claiming that you're Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, you got to really, <laughs> Whew. Uh, no shame in their game. So, for there shall arise false Christ, capital C, and false prophets, and shall dis and show great signs and wonders. Now, we haven't even really seen this so much yet. I think we're going to see that more into the tribulation period. Now, regardless, whether you're pre-trib, post-trib, whatever, I'm, that's not about that. I'm just making statements here. Um, in so much that if it were possible... They, meaning these false Christs and these false prophets, shall deceive the very elect. Well, there's a lot of false prophets right now within, like, you know, TBN and, and mostly the Pentecostal, charismatic type circles. Mostly. Not all, but mostly. There's a lot of people that are deceiving the very elect. And they may not even be showing great signs and wonders. They're probably not. In fact, not only are they not showing great signs and wonders, they can't even get any of their prophecies right. Or if they do, it's, you know, a minuscule amount. According to Deuteronomy 18, a true prophet has to get it right every single time. So, see, my criteria for if I'm going to listen to anybody is what is their history? Of being a prophet have they got it right a hundred percent of the time all the time and have and then according to deuteronomy 13 whatever they're saying can't lead you away from god they could get the prophecy right but it leads you away from god mission accomplished for satan i mean people that that go to a fortune teller and let's say the fortune teller gets it right and say they do sometimes okay um, well, even though they get it right, they're leading that person further into the new age. I was with my mom one time. I've told this story before. My mom was heavily involved in new age, heavily. Um, it's not like she had any like places where she was praying to like some new age God or anything. It wasn't like that, but she was heavily involved in yoga got a lot of other women involved in yoga, um, had her own belief system, was a jaded Catholic. A lot of people, I'm sure, would fall into that category. And I went to this psychic reading with her one night. I don't know, man, what what was I? I don't know. 16, 17, 18, I don't know. And um, it was in Cape Coral, I remember. Florida, where I, near where I actually lived there for a long time. And then we moved to North Fort Myers, which is right next to there. And... So we're in this room, and there's this psychic lady up at the um, front of the room. And she's, you know, first she's interacting with everybody, and then all of a sudden everything kind of goes silent. And then 
she go this this familiar spirit basically possesses her from what i can remember when this is how these types of psychic readings a lot of times go um seances these types of things the familiar spirit that is familiar with maybe your life or other familiars are communicating with one another meaning these familiar demonic spirits communicate with the psychic medium which in most cases it's mostly women that tend to do this and she started going around the room and reading everyone's mail meaning she was telling people things about them that there's no way she could have known and i think for the most part she was getting it right because i didn't see anybody getting up and walking out i don't remember that it was probably i don't know 20 30 people maybe 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 more in this room it was a good sized room it wasn't an auditorium it was it was a good decent sized room though um and she gets to my mom meaning and the familiar spirits in my mom communicated with the familiar spirits and these are demonic in this psychic medium and the medium says to my mom something in regard to you had a miscarriage before your son was born and i was sitting right next to her something along these lines and um she said did you have a miscarriage before you and then my mom and it was a boy and it was about a year before your son was born and my mom's just shaking her head to all this and i'm like i never heard this i never knew any of this ever up until that point in my life and i got kind of the impression that that might have been more of a planned pregnancy i think i was more of a oops type pregnancy like more of a i never really felt like i don't know i never could bond with my mom ever it's not that i really had anything against her it's not that i like didn't like her or i didn't get along with her i just had or i'm not going to say i didn't love her but i just never could really bond with my mom really or my dad because my dad was a psycho you know he could be super nice though he could be a good dude but boy when he went nuts i mean it was like nothing like most people have ever seen and trust me I, <laughs> my dad was some other kind of special in in that in that arena um <clears throat> ever been around psychopaths before that can expel rage oh boy let me tell you it's it'll it'll get your attention unlike just about anything you've ever been around <clears throat> and so she was asking my mom and my mom was shaking her head and again all this is doing is convincing my mom further this is the true way to go because she's knowing all this stuff because her my mom's familiars my mom's demons were communicating with the demons in this psychic medium and they were it was like this big um sleight of hand you couldn't see the communication going on but the demons were the ones transferring the information this is how psychics work and witches and people that do divination which is all forbidden in the bible it's all forbidden death sentence in the old testament if you were doing this stuff 
And I don't know if he, she even said anything to me. I'm trying to remember. But I was so shocked by this. And I asked my mom later, and she was, I think, I think it was the only time we ever, ever talked about it at all. And I think she was even very reluctant to even say a lot to me. But I always got the, I always got the impression that, and I'm pretty sure it was a boy. Yeah. And I always got the impression that my, it would have been my older brother, was really more the planned pregnancy. And I don't know whether because that happened to my mom, maybe it, maybe it um, disheartened her. Uh, maybe she didn't want to go through that again. And then I came around and I was actually born and healthy and everything. Um, but, of course, I'm sure I was vaccinated and I, I wasn't breastfed. So that, whenever you're not breastfed and vaccinated, it's a bad combo. So I think that's why I've struggled with a lot of things with my own immune system. Um, I've built it up so much through the clinical nutrition, praise the Lord. That I mean, I haven't had any any issues. But growing up, I, I always just didn't feel quite like I was hardy. I was my immune system always felt kind of weak and things of this nature. And um, um, I can even remember going to, and this was, I I, I can't put the date on it, but I can remember going. There, there's some techniques in the. Um, chiropractic vein that are also even that involve machines that are actually new age and i can remember uh getting on this one machine i forget what it was called i actually ended up exposing this but at the time i didn't really know that it had like this new age component and this thing could just tell you everything about yourself whiz bang and in fact, I, I, I ended up warning a couple um, of the Baptist missionaries, or at least one, pretty sure it was more than one though, regarding this once I was once I figured this out. But this machine told me, was telling me all the stuff about myself, which it sounded pretty plausible. And then it said, it said, do you know that when you were in the womb, you weren't wanted? Now, I don't know if that's true or not. But it was going back to when I was in the womb, telling me that I, and I always kind of suspected that. That was like, it really wasn't a big surprise to me. Now, there was a demonic component to this machine. But were they getting it right? I think they probably were. Meaning, people don't get into witchcraft unless there's benefit. Now, with a lot of, with the false prophets, I think a lot of it's getting your ears tickled. It's, you know, oh, wow, the next revelation. Tickle my ears. Oh, you're going to be a mighty man. You're going to do this, you're going to do that. And then, or, or you need to go see this person. They're ready for to receive salvation. And I, I was told that on a couple different occasions. And when I acted upon it, I realized they had not heard from God. Because salvation is something that the Holy Spirit has to, you know, open that door. The Holy Spirit has to draw them. The Bible talks about the spirit of adoption, which I believe is like an angelic spirit associated with salvation. I'm not saying it's the only factor in salvation, but the Bible says, talks about the spirit of adoption, capital S, spirit of adoption. Um, that's something that you can loose over other people for them to be saved. I don't believe, I mean, if we have the power of binding and loosing, according to what Jesus Christ said, we do. Well, then why can't we lose the spirit of adoption over our, our unsaved 
family members. Now, there's other factors at play. Obviously, there's other ways you can pray, but I think that's a really good one, a really big one. So, just because a witch or a warlock or a psychic medium gets it right, according to Deuteronomy 13, that doesn't make them, that you still take them out in the Old Testament and stone them. Because it's not leading you to God, it's leading you further away. And all that stuff did with my mom is lead her further into the new age. Because she got validation, she could see it, she could feel it. Wow, how could they not know this? My mom says she went to a psychic when I was a little kid. I think I was playing baseball. And the psychic told her, I think it was psychic fair or something. Some little festival from what I can remember. And the psychic told her, oh yeah, your son's playing baseball right now and all this reading her mail I'm, i might be missing a lot of stuff she might have said more but then she said um your son's gonna grow up and he's going to help like a multitude of people and i, I don't know if i've ever said that on air before and that's coming from a witch okay <laughs> so i'm not i'm not and then i'm not seeing her pat my own back either okay i don't want i'm just telling you what was told to me my, what my mom told me. I think there was more to it than that. But um, again, all these things did is validate to my mom. She could feel it, touch it, hear it. And and like she could validate the fact that I was playing. And I only played one season of baseball my whole life in the instructional league. We won the whole, we won the whole thing, I remember. We won the like their World Series. I was only in it one year. And it was instructional. And it was before you could act. We, were, we wasn't even pitching. It was like a, I think a, was it maybe T-ball? Or I don't know. I don't know. Or, or a, something like that. I was, I was pretty little. I mean, so. We've seen, no, the, these people are nothing compared. Like what I'm describing, they're nothing compared to what's coming. When Jesus Christ said, there shall arise many false Christs and false prophets. Now, we know one of the ascended masters coming back claims to be Master Jesus. Otherwise known as Esau, Sananda, Emmanuel. He's going to be the fake knockoff ascended master Jesus that's going to be responsible for leading the Christian masses into the new age and to follow any Christ and false prophet. I've talked about it many times. Just key in Master Jesus in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I believe that he will probably be the chief among the false Christ and the false prophets that shall deceive and show great signs and wonder in, in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So we're talking about false prophets today. And... I. I was reading Jeremiah 23 the other day and, and I'm like, I got to go over these verses because this is just, it's, it's another expansion upon what we've been talking about. And I just see this being so prevalent and I just see no repentance from these false prophets at all. None. I never see the false prophets saying, wow, I wasn't hearing from God and I'm repenting and I'm stepping away from ministry and I was way out of my lane. I was actually never even called to be a prophet because if I was, I would have got it right 100% of the time, all the time. No, what I see them doing is just doubling down. 
ignoring their past, ignoring all their false prophecies that did not come to pass, like all the multitudes that said Trump's going to win or Trump's the anointed of God. He's going to win this next election. And when he didn't win, then, well, he'll be elected on election day. None of that happened. To my knowledge, I don't know of one false prophet that has stepped down from ministry which is the bare minimum of what they should be doing. In the Old Testament, they would be taken out and stoned. But because there's no repercussions anymore, because of the brave new wonderful new world order that we're moving into in the Laodicean apostate church, where anything goes, they just glory in their shame. Like a dog returning to their own vomit, as the Bible says. They just double down. Well, the timing was a little bit off. It's actually this now. These false prophets aren't going away. And if Trump were to get back in, through Gesera Nasera, through what, however, whatever means, they're going to act like they're, even though they got it wrong every other time about them, they're going to act like they're vindicated and that they're true prophets. They're going to ignore all the other 99% of all prophecies they've ever said that didn't come to pass and act like they're true. They're, they're doing that anyway. I mean, it's, and it's all tied in with the Q movement, the false prophets, the 501c3 church, the coming one world religion under antichrist and false but all of it's tied together at the end of the day it's coming together remember what we talked about last week with with the sherry tenpennies and and the carrie Maje and, and um robert f rfk jr and all these truth tellers in the vaccine movement most of them are all medical doctors and how they're all seemingly getting yoked up into this new age train to save America, this, 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 they're coming together for all these conferences where they're all, and a lot of them are heavily involved in the Q movement. They're all yoking up, and it all seems like what they're saying. A lot of what they're saying is true, man. They're, they're nailing a lot of the vaccine stuff. They're nailing a lot of the New World Order stuff. They're getting about, you know, you could be getting 99% of the stuff right. It's that 1% leaven, though, that's going to lead everybody to hell that's following them. Because they're not going to point you to the true Jesus, the, the Jesus Christ of the Bible. I, I really believe at the end of the day, they're going to end up following Antichrist and pointing people to him. When the wicked cabal is removed from office and the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the Antichrist come in as like a man of peace, confirming the covenant with many nations for seven years, with Israel and other nations. Well, he's going to be a peacemaker, appearing as a peace. Oh, he's going to have all the answers. Oh, Trump's probably going to be working with him integrally. And what if JFK Jr. comes back or whatever? Like they're saying. And we'll have a gold standard, gold back currency, and we'll have free energy, and we'll have all this. Man, it's going to sound like, and we're going to have all this, and it's going to be conjunction with probably a UFO disclosure movement. We've never seen more UFO activity lately than ever tucker carlson just put out another thing last night all this stuff i'm telling you i believe and this is me being in ministry for i'd you know just say 21 years okay since i started putting out the newsletter all of it's going to work together to be the greatest deception 
the world has ever seen. It is, I really believe, the true essence of the strong delusion that God said he was sending, he will send. In the same time, we have the great falling away of the church. The church wanted, wants to be deluded. They want to have their ears tickled. Okay? So God's going to give them what they want. And we're going to talk about that now. We're going to talk about that. I don't know if I'm going to... I hope I can get through this in one part. He's going to... He's going to let them have their way. He's going to let them have their delusions. He will choose their delusions. In fact, we're going to get into those Bible verses. But for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie that they might all be damned who receive not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness it's it's real easy to have pleasure in oh trump's a good man he's done so much for us and he, even though he's done all this wicked on the side it's just he's got to be the the republican way and, and all that he's got he's he's he hasn't abandoned us all these false prophets are saying he's the man of god the q movement said he is and all these other Q-bot freaks out there still touting this still saying he's going to come back I mean, I mean I'm, I'm telling you I'm monitoring this stuff I don't know whether they're going to let it get so flagrant with Biden and, and it is just beyond flagrant with Biden where he will become so incredibly unpopular that the people will be begging even Democrats for something else, for some rescue. I don't know. I can't say I know everything. All I can tell you is 20 years of, of ministry, that's the direction I'm leaning to. And if you've listened to me for as long, I don't know, even 10 years, you know I've never really varied in that. I've never really, you know, all of a sudden went in some different direction. I've done whole studies on every little component about what I just talked about. So Jeremiah 23, 9 says, Mine heart within me is broken. This is Jeremiah. Because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I am like a drunken man, and like a man whom wine hath overcome. Because the Lord and because of the words of his holiness. For the land is full of adulterers. Now, I would say sexual sin now is probably more rampant than, you know, with the advent of online pornography and all the other uh, perverted stuff going on in the world. Um, the land is full of adulterers and fornicators. For because of swearing, the land mourneth. Now, that could mean two things. Jesus Christ even said, swear not, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Now, it's probably not in reference to that, but if you look up the Hebrew etymology for that word swearing, it could mean an oath. Now, in this case, if it was partly that, it would mean people swearing oaths that don't mean anything. Their word means nothing. God doesn't like that. That's why he says, swear not, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. That's why, you know, you need to be a person of your word. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. It's very important to God. Because if you don't, what are you? Well, you're a liar. And all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. Now, I don't mean like, okay, you mess up one time and you're going to the lake of fire. But I'm saying if you habitually 
Swear? Oh, I swear. I swear. And you're lying through your teeth? That's not good. <laughs> if the Holy Spirit lives inside you, he's going to convict you of that. You're not going to be able to just get away with that over and over. So I've always taught Taylor, I'm like, you, if you say you're going to do something, you do it. That's why I believe it's important to write stuff down. Because a lot of times you can, in the moment, be very sincere and say, oh, I'll do it. And then you forget about it. Well, if you, I live by an organizer. I've lived by an organizer for since I was in college. I have like these little day planner things. This one's at a glance. It has a little cover I open up and has my list right here. And it has a calendar in it. And I keep like my a lot of my important papers in there. It has a little pen in here and I have a highlighter on the pen so I highlight. I know exactly, if I didn't have this, I don't know what I'd do. I can't keep it all together. All the stuff I've got to do, all the, I, my, so I make lists. I advise everybody make lists. When I was in the gym a lot, and I still even do this now, even with the cardio workouts I'm doing, I always kept a journal. And people would see me or whatever now, and I've retained a lot of the gains I made in the past. And like Taylor's friends all think I'm on steroids. And I'm like, I never, I said, I took two small things of steroids when I was like in 92, when I did Mr. Atlanta. I don't even know if it was real what I took, but it wasn't like I got so gigantically huge. I, but what I always did is I took, made, um, I kept a journal. And what I did is I would always try to beat the last workout, whether it was a rep or whether it was um, um, like a, a higher rep or a bigger weight. And I, I rarely, whenever I go into a gym, I, I never see people with journals. Ever. Hardly. And these are people that kind of just vacillate and they kind of go in there and they do some things. They never really make progress. I'm always trying to make progress, even now with cardio. Trying to beat my last workout. Trying to always get better. You do that by keeping track of things. Because if you don't, if you don't have, if you're not logging your workout, then how are you going to know what your what to beat from the last workout and it makes it challenge it makes it fun to me it makes it challenging you know but i've always been big on lists whether journaling your progress making lists for yourself it helps you stay organized which is all biblical and it also helps you to keep your integrity Oh, wow, I wrote it down. Listen, had you not wrote it down, you probably might have forgot about it. And then you look like a liar. Anybody can do that. So, I mean, again, I'm not saying because I think I'm perfect. I'm just telling you how I've been able to accomplish things in my life. And I'm no gold standard. But anyway, um, going forward, uh, okay, then the other definition of the word swearing is means like cursing okay so it can have two meanings it's not it's about a little close to 50 50 as far as the etymology like how that underlying hebrew word is used i think it's a little bit more used for oaths than it is for cursing so i you know um so most likely this is these are things that make the land mourn 
Okay, the, the pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up and their course is evil and their force is not right. Next verse. For both the prophet and the priest are profane. Now, the prophet and priest of our day would be your, your pastors, your um, anybody in church hierarchy, I would believe. Deacons, elders, pastor, you know, reverend, even though there's no Bible for calling anybody reverend at all. There's only used one time in the King James Bible. And it says, holy and reverend is he referring to God. Why on God's green earth would we ever take a title that's exclusively used toward God and put it on a man or a woman? I like that. The reverend lesbian uh, pastors. They're my favorite. My personal favorite. I mean, you know, it's me. I'm funny that way. So, um, yeah. So for the land is full of adulterers and because of swearing the lame worth. Um, the prophet and priest are profane. Yea, in my house have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord. So for our times, this would be more in... It'd be more in reference to the 501c3 corporate prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T. Get it? Like for profit? Yeah, because most of the time, that's why they're in it. The priests, the prophets, the pastors. They're in it to win it. They're in it They're in it to make a living at bare minimum, if not get rich, if not to be seen and loved of men. I'm not saying all, but a lot. They're here to appease the government, do whatever the government says, even, though if, even if it goes against the Bible and the Word of God. Well, hey, when you're 501c3 corporate pastor and, God forbid, a FEMA clergy response team member, you are beholden to the government as your primary because that's what gave you your right to exist as a church. Just start violating your 501c3 charter and see how quick the government will take it away from you. I never went down that road. God showed me that before I ever... I mean, being in a whole bunch of churches, how bad that gets you messed up. I saw how wicked and corrupt the government was on a lot of other levels. And I'm like, man, why Why does anybody want to do that? Why does anybody want to go that route? So, the average, the norm is for the prophet and the priest, the people in church, church hierarchy, to be profane to God. Like a rejected abomination to God. It says, in my house, my house, like church, I have found their wickedness, saith the Lord. Next verse, therefore their way shall be unto them as a slippery ways in the darkness. They shall be driven on and fall therein. For I will bring evil upon them. Even the year of their visitation, saith the Lord. I don't really think in America they've seen their year of visitation yet. I think it's coming. I think they're storing up wrath. I think God's letting them have their way for a time. And if the blind leadeth the blind, they're going to both fall into a ditch because these people are blind. And they're leading the blind congregations. And they're both going to fall into a ditch. And that's why Satan so works on them. Because he, he wants them to fall into a ditch. He wants to see them in hellfire. And again, I'm not saying that because I'm perfect. But 
I'm just telling you what I see as the norm now. Who's fighting against the coronavirus thing in the church, in the 501c3 corporate church? Where are the legions of 501c3 churchgoers marching in the streets exposing this extreme wickedness, every single facet of it? Or using their influence to push back against this overt... E no, no, they're yoking up with it. They're, they're browbeating their parishioners to get the shot. They're pointing to people like Franklin Graham and Joel Osteen and John Hagee and Kenneth Copeland and all these other devils who says it's, you know, you better get the shot or you're going to incur God's judgment or this shot is of God or we're going to pray for this shot to come. They're pointing to them and saying, see, well, we're no better than them. We, we need to go along with this. That's how stinking deluded the average 501c3 church parishioner is. I know there's exceptions. But unfortunately, that's, the, that's what we see is the average. Because the head is sick. The head of the 501c3 clergy, FEMA clergy response team church system, and I'm just going to speak to America, the head is rotten. It's sick. And the Bible says if the head is sick, the whole body will be sick. If the blind lead the blind, they're both going to fall into a ditch. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. If these people were actually reading their Bible, even a lot of the, the um, bad versions, they're going to be able to figure, they should be able to figure out there's problems going on in the church. Really big problems. M my eyes got really open to a lot of stuff and I was in the Pentecostal movement when I realized the King James Bible was, you know, the word of God. And all of a sudden my eyes got open to all the stuff that was going on in the Pentecostal church. I went to the pastor's they didn't want anything to do with anything I was presenting to them. You know. And I left. And pretty sure that one guy got caught in a sex scandal. At least one of them did. Remember, I never, I'll never forget it. He shook my hand as I was walking out. Because I was, I was up in like church leadership at that point. And he said, don't let the devil throw you a curveball. And I said, I won't. And, um, yeah, that was, that was the last time I really had um, ever been a member of a Pentecostal church. God took me through all those things so I could help people that have come out of those things. Hope that makes sense of what's going on. So, when it says, for both prophet and priest are profane, yea, in my house have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord. In our times, that we're living in now, this would be more in reference to the 501c3 corporate church, prophet, and priest, church hierarchy. Wherefore, their ways shall be unto them as a slippery ways in the darkness. They shall be driven on and fall therein, for I will bring evil upon them, even the year of their visitation, saith the Lord. Next verse, or verse 14. I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem a horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies so the prophets in jerusalem were not only committing adultery and that probably meant more spiritual adultery worshiping 
Baal and Moloch and these types of things. And they walk in lies. That's just what they do. False prophets. Well, every prophet I see now that's big, they're all walking in lies. They're leading many, many people astray. Which reminded me of this um, set of verses that I talked about not too long ago, but it heavily relates to this. So I'm just going to... I'm going to give you like the, the cliff note version. It's 1 Kings 22, 6. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, 400 prophets, okay, and said unto them, shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to battle or shall I forbear? I Meaning, should I go or should I stay? And they said, go up for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. And Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat was there, okay, listening to this, and, and said to the king, he said, is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? In other words, Jehoshaphat had enough discernment to know that, eh, I don't know if I believe these 400 prophets. There's something wrong, probably because he had discernment from God. There's something wrong here. He had discernment. I don't know if I trust these guys. So he asked the king, is there anyone else? The king of Israel. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, for he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. So then jumping ahead, meaning you don't want to say that about prophet you know you, if, if he's true prophet of god you shouldn't say that okay so then jumping ahead first king twenty two nineteen. okay so we've got nine verses ahead and he said hear thou therefore the word of the lord i saw the lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left and the lord said who shall persuade ahab okay ahab is is the king of israel here he's the devil that was married to um um, Jezebel okay he was the one that Jehoshaphat was talking to okay Ahab was the one that had the 400 false prophets okay and who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead meaning God was looking for a way to trip Ahab up because he was so evil and wicked we know Jezebel was even in wick, evil and wicked and he and God said who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead and one said on this manner, and another on this manner. And then there came forth a spirit, and stood before the Lord, and said, I will persuade him. Now therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets. So, what the concept of what I want you to understand here, and this is biblical. There were, and this was the, the, the hierarchy of of um israel okay they had 400 false prophets that had lying spirits in their mouth that was the norm at that time now are we any better now there was only one prophet in the land at least that we know of here now there might have been others at that time that the Bible doesn't mention, but there was only one other in the court of the king that was not a lying prophet. 
And he was the most unpopular, and Ahab hated him because he never told him what he wanted to hear. Because he was, you know, being true to him. So, why, why would we not think that we're in a very, very similar time right now? Where the norm is to have the 99, over 99.99% of people that call themselves prophets, lying prophets. They were not called. They haven't got it right 100% of the time. That whatever they've done, they haven't led people to the Lord. If, if anything, they're dividing the body of Christ. So we're going to talk about that later. We're in, we're in the same times now, as far as I can see. Look, look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Look at Matthew 24. Now therefore behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of these thy prophets, and the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. They strengthen also the hands of, of the evildoers. And uh, that none doeth... Sorry, I was correcting something here. They strengthen the hands of evildoers, that none doeth return from his wickedness that none doth return from his wickedness. My comment, like making false prophecies over and over and not repenting or even apologizing when they do not come to pass, which is by far the norm. And God forbid stepping down from ministry, which would be the least of what they should do. No, who's stepping down from ministry? Any of these false prophets on TBN stepping down after they got it all wrong about Trump? And that's probably just the tip of the iceberg of what they got wrong. No. No, they glory in their shame. They just keep doing it. They just keep doing more and more of it. Because their conscience is seared with a hot iron. And dare I say they've been turned over to a reprobate mind to do those things that are not convenient. They don't have any more. They're, they've given heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, 1 Timothy 4.1. Yeah, pretty much, from what I can see. So is there other places in the Bible where God talks about this concept? Where God would put a potentially a lying spirit in someone's mouth? He's giving them over. He's letting them have it their way. He's, he's letting them hear what they want to hear for a time before his judgment comes yeah there is isaiah 66 3 the last part says yea they have chosen their own ways and their soul delighteth in their abominations uh. sounds like today sounds like ahab's um 400 prophets, they have chosen their own ways, their soul delighteth in their abominations. Next verse, I, meaning God, will also choose their delusions and will bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear, but they did evil before mine eyes and chose that in which I delighted not. That's the norm today. That was the norm in Ahab's day with their prophets. Hear the word of the Lord. Ye that tremble at his word, your brethren that hated you and cast you out for my name's sake, that would be hopefully us. And I don't mean that in a prideful way, but your brethren that hated you. How, how many of my listeners have brethren now where you've kind of seen the light, you've figured out a lot of what's going on in the end times here, 
you figured out about the 501c3 church and all the wickedness going on there and about all the false prophecies and all this garbage about Trump, because that's been a divider like no other. Hear the word, hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at my word, meaning you fear God, your brethren that hated you, which would be almost the norm now, we would be like a pariah in any 501c3 corporate church setting that we walked into if we open our mouth. Now, if we keep our mouth shut and don't say anything, oh, you know, we might be tolerated. We'll be tolerated. But if you actually start putting out truth in those types of environments, I know I had to leave every single church I was ever in because I did that. And it wasn't because I was trying to go around acting like I was Mr. Smarty Pants and I got to be right. I genuinely cared about the people there and i was like well we need to know this truth uh, we're being destroyed for lack of knowledge because we're going along with this agenda or whatever it might be you know pagan holidays or halloween or thinking george uh, bush was some man of god i mean this is back in the day when i was in church i just remember these being some of the things that i was whatever um your brethren that hated you and cast you out for my name's sake. See, they're, they're going to cast you out for God's name's sake. The Bible says they're going to come a day which them that killeth you thinketh they're doing God's service. That's how deluded, and let me just call them the corporate church, is. They cast you out for my name's sake when actually you are the one on the side of righteousness. You were the one that was trying to operate in truth. Your brethren that hated you and cast you out for my name's sake said, let the Lord be glorified. It was all talk though. It was all lip service. It was all religious speak. But he shall appear to your joy. Meaning, those that hear the word of the Lord and tremble at his word. He, meaning God, shall appear to your joy. And they, those that threw you out of the church and they said they did it for God's sake and they hated you, they shall be ashamed. They are all of them unto me as Sodom. Woe. And the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. Is this why the Bible says narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal and few there be that find it? Because all these people that cast you out for his name's sake, they did it in the name of Jesus. They were very sincere. They said they were doing it for God. But they were so deluded because they had no love for the truth is what it always boils down to. They were sent the strong delusion that they would believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And that's why I'm doing this again today on the false prophets, because be very, very careful who you're following. It's false. I mean, there's so many nut jobs on the internet that put out stuff they have their own ministries. They're self-proclaimed. They all say their call. They all say this or that. But you got to examine their fruit. You've got to examine, are they leading you to truth or are they leading you to lies? 
Is everything based on dreams and visions and, oh, God spoke to me. That How many times have I heard that one? And it turns out not to be true. Well, then, then God didn't speak that to you. The devil whispered something in your ear. That's the norm. What I just stated. I get convictions of God, but I've never, I mean, as far as getting audible voices in my head, that's not something that happens with me. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. But I, I get more convictions. And then if the conviction is lining up with the word of God or something super, super obvious that I need to get into, well, I go with that. But I'm not saying I'm the gold standard either. I'm not saying God can't speak to you. But all I'm saying is that so many people that say they hear from God clearly all the time. And yet they're ministry is full of leaven or bad doctrine as jesus christ called leaven beware of the doctrine of the pharisees and sadducees which is their doctrine he told that to his disciples back to jeremiah 23 verse 15 Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of gall. For from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness gone forth into the land. Next, for, er, yeah, next verse. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart. Remember, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. He who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. All Bible verses I just gave you. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. And all you, got, you, all you have to do is compare what they're saying with the word of God. We're going to get into that more next. They say, they say still unto them that despise me. The Lord has said. Now, notice what God says here in the word. Jeremiah 23, 17. They say, meaning the prophets say still unto them that despise me. Meaning these people honor God with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Like the Bible talks about. God views it as they actually despise me. They despise God. But yet they say, they'll, they'll say to you like we had just talked about, um, you, your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake, said, let the Lord be glorified. Oh, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we got to kick this reprobate out of our church. He's bringing in heresy or whatever. No, he's... Maybe he's trying to bring in truth and give you some guidance and show you how you were deceived. But they're so demonically deluded that they'll kick that person out. That's what I think is, is being tried to convey here. They say still unto them that despise me. God views those people that kick those types of people out. They're just trying to bring forth truth in the church. He views them as they despise God. They would never, ever admit that of question. They would say, no, I love the Lord. 
but God sees them a different way. They say still unto them that despise me, the Lord hath said, ye shall have peace. I mean, this is what they're prophesying to their congregations that want to have their ears tickled. Ye shall have peace. And they shall say unto everyone that walketh after his imagination of his own heart. There we go again with the heart. No evil shall come upon you. Even though evil's right at the door. Judgment's right at the door. The Bible says judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. Which is what we need. We need God's judgment at the house of the Lord. Next verse. For who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord? And hath perceived and heard his word. Who hath marked his word and heard it? He's there. God's asking this question. Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord is gone forth in fury, even a grievous whirlwind, and it shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord shall not return until he hath executed, until he hath performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days ye shall consider it perfectly. Isn't that where we're at right now, the latter days? Is not God telling us to consider all of what I just put before, all of what you just heard from the word of God? Is he not telling you to consider it perfectly? It just confirms everything that we, we've been talking about with these false prophets. And it's something that we, we should be very keenly aware of, to consider it perfectly, to understand that this will be the norm. And it is the norm everywhere you look, just about. Next verse. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. So in other words, one of the signs of, of a true prophet, now this isn't the only one, but they're going to be telling their listeners to repent that's not the only one because i've i've heard prophets that were very very much about repentance but what they said did not come to pass the devil's good at what he does very good i've heard some prophecies that were so hellfire and brimstone and and just made you feel like you were the worst christian on the planet and and like whoever this prophet was or prophetess or whatever they were so close with god and you were so far away from god and that you were hanging over hell by a thread and and you you felt so re repentant and, and but it didn't come to pass i've heard a lot of those so i'm so leery of of any prophets now or prophetesses Trust in the word of God. Pray fast if you're confused. Get in the word of God. That's my advice. Next verse. I am a God at hand, saith the Lord, not a God and not a God afar off. Can any hide himself in the secret places that I shall not see him? saith the Lord, do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. 
Oh, we're going to talk about that next. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? So he's warning you right there. If you've got a prophet that's basically basing like their most of their ministry off dreams, mm, be really careful. Yeah, there are times in the Bible where, where certain people had dreams, and sometimes they weren't even prophets, but then they went and got the dream interpreted. But normally, I don't know of one time in the Bible that there was any prophet that their whole ministry was based off the dreams they had. It was more they were getting direct revelation from God. I, I just don't know of any true prophet in the Bible that everything they did was based off their dreams. But there's a lot of those now. Prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of their own deceit, of their own heart. Verse 27, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams. Which, I, which they tell every man to his neighbor. So this that part's really important for the next part we're going to get into. It says, so ponder this, which think to cause, meaning these prophets think to cause my people, okay? So in our day and time, that would be Christians. Forget to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams. They're using their dreams to get you to forget God's name. How are they doing that? Oh, I had a dream. And they, they, they spew out this big, long line dream. And guess what? The dream contradicts the word of God all over the place. Which is normally, which is norm. Well, hold on. If it was a true dream of God, wouldn't it line up with the word of God? Yeah, it would. Yeah. But because they said they've heard from God. All of a sudden, now, in so many people's mind, they've got all this respect for this. Oh, he's hearing from God. Who am I to question him? He's a man or woman of God. No, they're not. Not if their dreams don't line up with the word of God. The word of God is the gold standard. The Bible says, what is truth? Thy word is truth. It's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. That verse that I just read you is um, Jeremiah 23, which is the same chapter we're reading. Which cause, which think to cause my people to forget my name by, how are they doing it? By their dreams. And or by their false prophecies. Which they tell every man to his neighbor as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. Meaning they've replaced my name with Baal. Deity of child sacrifice. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yet I sent them not their lightness you just put these things out and oh it's from god well yeah but if it's from god why does it contradict the word of god like this nathan leal guy just as an example 
saying this stuff about the seals are opening and things of this nature. How are the seals opening when we're not even in the tribulation yet? And all the stuff about the corona and the crown or whatever. Who cares? Sounds real fancy and good, but we're not even in the tribulation yet. And that doesn't occur until the second half. So we're at bare minimum, you know, however, whenever the tribulation would start, plus three and a half years. And then more, because there's different types of judgments that happen during the tribulation. Seal judgments and these other types. But they just want you to ignore scripture. And this is the reason I'm doing the studies, because I get so many listeners emailing me things, and it's like, what about this? And I'm like, it doesn't line up with the word of God. And so much of the time, what it's based on is that we're in the tribulation. No, we're not. The Antichrist and false prophet have not arisen yet. Israel and the Antichrist haven't confirmed the covenant with many nations for, for, for um, seven years. We don't have a ten nation whatever, and I understand that doesn't have to happen at the start of it, but that's one of the things. There's so many things that have not happened to even get us into the tribulation yet. I've got a whole doc on it, and I, I went over it recently. Why we're not in the tribulation yet. So when I hear anything where somebody's spouting off, oh, the, the, and I got one last night, oh, it's the mark of the beast, COVID-19 shot. How can it be the mark of the beast when we're not in the tribulation? Is it very kind of mark of the beast-like? Is it the closest thing we've probably seen? Oh, yeah, we're moving in that direction. Yeah, but it's not the mark of the beast. Not according to the word of God. That's going to take place second half of the tribulation. We're not there yet. But so many self-professed false prophets, I cannot tell you how many things I've had sent to me. Oh, the corona, the crown, and the seals opening, and all this stuff. We're not in the tribulation yet. How can that be happening? Doesn't matter. God showed it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Satan showed it to you. And now you're leading people away from God. Which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams. Because people will start following these false prophets and set aside the word of God. Once you go down that path, it's very, very slippery slope. This is how all pseudo-Christian cults get started. Mormons, Seventh-day Adventists, um, Jehovah Witnesses, they all have extra biblical teachings. Some of them say they come from angels. Most of the time it's that. Some of them are, oh, God gave me these extra golden plates that have this extras instruction outside of the word of God. And you know what always ends up happening in those cults? The Bible always ends up getting put as last place on the Bible. Because there's so many ways that this extra biblical knowledge conflict with the Bible. Well, you got to pick one. You got to pick one as the one that's right. Well, they always pick the extra biblical garbage. Supposedly from angelic inspiration. Even though it contradicts the Bible. It doesn't matter. This is the new revelation. You follow that. 
even though it contradicts the Bible in about a thousand different places. You, you, you follow that. No, no, you're never going to get me to follow that. The Bible says, you know, consider the old past wearing his wisdom. I'm just going to stick with the word of God. And if I have anybody come across my path that's got this new revelation from God, it better line up with the word of God. I never, I'm, I'm sorry, I can honestly make just about a blanket statement there saying I hardly ever hear anything. It's very rare. That's actually lining up with the word of God. Or if it's time dependent, it actually comes to pass. Behold, I am against them to prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their likeness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them, therefore they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. Next verse, or verse 34. And as for the prophet and the priest and the people, meaning the people that follow them, that shall say the burden of the Lord, meaning, oh, I'm speaking on God's behalf. I will even punish that man in his house. For ye have perverted the words of the living God of the Lord of hosts, our God. Pretty strong warning. And then I'm just going to go over a couple more things regarding this. This was a, a report entitled, When Dreams Overtake Scripture in Authority. Which is the norm. Neo-Pentecostalism and its dangerous effects. This is by a website, End Time Delusion. I'll give you the link there. I'm only going to... And this was, this was published on March 11, 2013. This has been in my files on false prophets for a long time. And this is how bad it was then. Can you imagine how much worse it is now? This week, I saw a lamentable new article posted by Nathan Liao of Watchman's Cry called... Alert warning number six, a prophetic dream dated March 8, 2013. This is like eight years ago. Over. It brings to the fore a very sad state of affairs in the church today. It marks out new territory for the in the rapid expansion and spread of apostasy, especially in online Christian ministries. Vast numbers of Christians are rushing to accept this this form of so-called revelation from God, which is spreading like wildfire through Christian internet ministries and forums. It is nothing more than human dreams elevated through false scriptural interpretation to be authoritative, to then become the authoritative words of God. And again, once you start going down this path, you'll, you'll start following these false prophets and you just set the word of God aside. Because you got to. You got to have one standard and if your standards the false prophets well then the word of god gets put on the back burner let's look at the newest revelation from the veteran self-styled watchman of the internet nathan leal we will and remember this was 2013 okay this guy's still churning out lies we will look at how the whole foundation for human dreams as revelation is erroneous at its very core and expose the real reason why people like Liao do what they do. 
And as we shall see, their motive falls far short of being altruistic desire for the utmost spiritual good in the lives of their followers. We shall also look at how the rise of Neo-Pentecostalism since the 1950s has severely damaged scriptural authority and put the focus of so many ministries on human experiences as the guiding light in their sense of spirituality. Remember, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Sincerity is, is, you know, a lot of people are sincere. The road to hell is, you've heard that expression, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So sincerity is not the gold standard of what we should, yeah, I mean, a person should be sincere, but if they're sincere, what they're telling you should always line up with the word of God. They should be sincerely have the fear of God in them. Um, in alert warning number six, we hear something that sounds very familiar. It seems on February 19th of this year, evidently that was 2013, Nathan had a dream of the destruction of an American city. Then he goes on to ask, wasn't it just mid 2011 where he released his dream about the destruction of Spokane, Washington? Did that happen? No. He goes on to tell of seeing missiles in the air near Seattle and then explosions and provides maps pinpointing locations. Now, this is why I, I got totally away from also the gold standard of all prophets, Dimitri Dudeman. Because I, I was on that train for a while, long, long time ago when I was in the charismatic church. And then I realized so many of Dimitri's prophecies were basically time dependent. And based on what he had said, we were way past due. And we're still past due on what Dimitri Dudeman said should have happened long, long ago, according to him. He was the darling of the Prophecy Club, which is where I did my 14-city tour. The darling, the, the, the gold standard. Dimitri Dudeman. I got a whole file exposing him. Prophecies didn't come to pass. So that makes him a false prophet. Oh, how dare you say that against him? Oh, I'm telling you, it's he should be the one worrying about putting out lies, not me. I'm not going to make any excuses for these people. And the Bible says, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them for they that are such serve not our lord jesus christ but their own belly and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple romans 16 verse 17 and 18. so i'm going to mark them and i'm not going to apologize for it especially when i can back up that they're false prophets I followed him for quite a while. I can even remember being at a high school football game way, way back in the day. It's probably like 99. Well, I was still kind of baby Christian mode. And I can remember walking into this high school football game. I think it was in like, it was an away game. Like Lake Placid, Florida, maybe. I don't know. And thinking, man, this is probably the last high school football game I'll ever go to because of what dimitri said we're, we're not going to be here by next year most likely because it had gotten so far into his prophecies that there was no way we could really go much further until the bombs started dropping because if you looked at a lot of his prophecies they really were time dependent 
Still haven't happened to this day. So, that's not my fault. You know? <laughs> that's his. Going back to this report, it says, he goes on to tell seeing missiles in the air near Seattle, then explosions, and provides maps, pinpointing locations. The first thing he makes clear in the, is the following, written in bold letters near the beginning of the dream account. The timing of the following dream is unknown. Oh, how convenient. Okay, so he has built in the traditional modern-day false prophet's escape clause. If it doesn't happen, nobody can call him out on it then. Oh, how clever. Because not enough time has passed. But here we are, eight years later, it still hasn't passed. Then the supporters, his supporters will cite something from the Old Testament that shows a prophecy that took 400 years to come to pass as, as an example. But if God called it an alert warning, wouldn't that indicate something on the reasonably near time horizon? Or would God reveal something in a very confusing way? Well, could have swore the Bible says God is not the author of confusion. Or would God reveal something in a confusing way, calling Nathan to issue an immediate alert and even bringing up the specter of relocating Christian families to safer locations in the country for something that was years, decades, or centuries from occurring? We don't know how long. Now, click on the link for the rest. I I, I don't have time to to really go. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna um, cite one more and it's a report from him, this endtimedelusion.com. But in both of these, I'm only covering like the first few paragraphs. Um, it's broken down in the full length report of these. Okay that you can click on and get the rest of the story. Another one, here's another one. Speaking without the authority. The Watchman's Cry, Nathan Leal, because that's his ministry's name. The Watchman's Cry, Nathan Leal, and the State of Internet Prophecy. Do Nathan Leal and the growing number of internet prophets really speak for God? Jesus, now this is from a guy named Dr. Walter Martin, and this is from his 1988 warning to the church. 1988 I was like six years before I even was even saved okay I was like one year out of high school when this was said and it was that bad then you can imagine how much worse it is now so this dr. Walter Martin said but when I meet them I will say um, but when I meet them I will say leave me I never knew your workers I never knew you you workers of iniquity now he's talking about when Jesus those Bible verses regarding Jesus um, and he says why why is Jesus going to say this because they use his authority and his name because the power was in Jesus name and his authority but it wasn't in them, meaning these false prophets. And they're going to fragment and divide the church because you won't test them. See, that's what these internet... I mean, an internet false anybody. An internet or, or a, even a 501c3 pastor. Ultimately, when they fail you, all that's going to do is fragment the body of Christ even further. Because you're going to have all these jaded Christians out there walking, saying, this guy betrayed me, this guy was a pedophile, or this guy 
all, all he wanted was my money or or he said this false prophecy to me that never came to pass all that's doing is dividing and fragmenting the body of christ that's what we're talking about here which is the norm and they're going to fragment and divide the church because you won't test them you test the pastors you test the people in spiritual whatever you test the prophets they're, they're 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 the easiest to test because you know is what they're saying coming to pass or is it not well it's about time we test them you test them by scripture then if your fidelity is the scripture and your allegiance is the scripture then you reject them which is why i tell people don't waste your time even looking at ministries like Nathan Leal because he has disqualified himself from ministry over a decade ago. He should not be doing what he's doing. If he feared God and he had truly repented, he would have got out of ministry and humbled himself and repented and apologized to all of his followers a long time ago. But I don't I, I, I haven't seen it happen once. Now, I'm not saying it hasn't in recent times, but I haven't seen anybody do that. Evidently, there's just too much pride in them for that to happen. And such no fear of God either. I think it's a combination. Pride, no fear of God. When you take your eyes off Scripture as the criterion for, your author for authority and you place it on experience and on dreams, and on people, and on revelations, and on messages that allegedly come from God, you are setting yourself up for the, for the deception. You're made for it. That was Dr. Walter Martin, 1988 warning to the church. Even more applicable today. So this report goes on to say, in some Christian circles today, it seems the only authority needed to be a prophet of God is your own desire to be one. Or now the big thing is, oh, I'm an apostle. Oh, really? Are you doing the work? Are you doing the work of an apostle? Are you? I mean, are you going around healing people and um, doing what the apostles did? Because I would think that if you're going to call yourself an apostle, you great Jesus Christ said, "Greater things you shall do." Now I'm not saying that. That verse doesn't apply, but the apostles, when they went out, the 12, there were some things there that were happening that even Jesus didn't do. His shadow, Peter's shadow passing over people, them getting healed. I don't remember that happening with Jesus. And I think that's where the Bible talks about, at least in part, greater things you shall do. I'm not saying there's not coming a time when the body of Christ is not going to be mighty and do exploits in in greater things we won't i'm not saying that's not gonna i just don't see it right now right yet maybe in some parts of the earth that's going on but i'm just talking about america and i'm surely not saying god's not capable of it i'd love it i mean you know i'd love to see the lord's name being glorified and many many getting saved and great fear falling upon both the saved and the unsaved. So, 
this goes on to say, claims are made by the modern day prophets that God favors them with prophetic ability because they are close to the Lord and have cleaned up the sin in their lives. Their repentance along with the spreading, spending a great deal of time in their prayer closets has, according to them, opened up a special conduit of communication in which God reveals the future to them and endorses them as his special messengers. Thus, in contrast to the teaching of Paul in the New Testament on salvation, which comes through grace alone and not through works, it seems that the prophets believe their prophetic gifting comes through their works. By studious effort and lifting themselves up by the bootstraps, they have elevated themselves to the post of God's chosen prophet. Now, if they had done all these things and I saw the actual real fruit of nailing it 100% of the time and never leading anybody away from God with what they were saying, well, then I'd say, yeah, okay. But that's not the case. At least I haven't seen it not be the case yet. They seem to not know or care that they are speaking for God without the authority to do so. Thus, the term self-appointed prophet is actually very accurate since the prophet confers the office of prophecy upon himself. <laughs> okay, again, I, that's just the very tip of the iceberg there. I give you the link to the rest of the report. I just don't have time. I've got so much to cover today. And I'm going to go ahead and stop here. And we will go to the second part. So God bless you and see you in part two.